Now, it's time for 2010 National Sports Writer of the Year, Peter King, from MMQB on the NFL on TuneIn. Peter, I must confess, I was a big wrestling fan when I was 13 years old in 1982. Thankfully, I grew up. But I respect Vince McMahon as a businessman, even if he's been skilled at marketing to the lowest common denominator. Still, if the NFL had a ratings challenge this year, what do you think the audience could be for minor league football if the XFL comes back in two years? Well, you know, we've always, every few years, somebody comes up with an idea for spring football. And uh, I, I remember this vividly, okay? This, uh, when this happened, whatever it was, 17 years ago or however many years ago it was, the reason that I had a little bit of faith that it could work is the two people who were at the press conference in Las Vegas the day before the first game uh, when New York, New Jersey played uh, played the Las Vegas Outlaws. Dick Ebersol, the poobah of NBC Sports, and Vince McMahon, who is, uh, at the time, was a bigger-than-life figure in the world of professional wrestling. So... They were there, and, and the one thing I walked away from, from that weekend was that these guys, this is going to give it a legitimate chance. You've got a network putting it on in a dead primetime period, you know, March, April, uh, on Saturday night. And uh, the first game, I think, was in February, but basically it was like February, March, April. And 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 Vince McMahon, uh, you know, a real popular showman type guy. And I thought they had so many good ideas. You can interview players on the field. You can talk to them on the sidelines. You can have cameras in the huddle. It was a cool, cool idea. And that first weekend, I will never forget it. I covered the game in Las Vegas, the first game ever. And uh, I'll, I'll never forget this. I was shocked. I landed back in... I lived in New Jersey at the time, and I landed back late on Sunday after covering the game on Saturday night, and I was told, man, we're putting this on the cover. Wow. I said, oh, my God. You're putting the XFL game on the cover, but they got a good rating. Bigger rating than postseason baseball, Peter, that year. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so So anyway, I mean, I guess the way I look at this now, Brian, really, it, this, you know, if – if somebody just says, listen, we're going to be realistic with our expectations, and you know what? We're willing to lose $50 million a year. Okay, we're willing to throw good money at this, and, and, and we, are, we are committing to, to do this for four years, no matter what happens the first three years, because the only way that you've got a chance— of course, there are going to be skeptics right away. Everybody's going to think, oh, this will never work. Of course, they're going to think it's not going to work. But, and I'm not saying it will work, but the one thing I would say is, you know, the only way that this has a chance is if you're willing to go through the tough times. And in the past, all these leagues, going back to Donald Trump, all of these leagues, they've, they've never been willing to stay in the spring and go through the tough times. So how do you market it now considering what's the best way? Let's just say that considering that the numbers are down with the National Football League in comparison to last year and the year before. And now you bring in this XFL with with this welcome to the XFL mentality like the WWE in wrestling. 
The only thing I can say, Cordell, is that you have to just accept the fact, you have to admit what you are. And what you are is a minor league, okay? So I, when I go around uh, on my NFL training camp tour, I go to all these cities all over the United States, and the one thing that I can tell you is minor league baseball is thriving because I love baseball. And if I'm in a town, if I'm in Spartanburg, South Carolina, watching the Panthers, I'll go over to Greenville if the Greenville Drive is is playing, and I'll go over to Greenville, have a nice uh, burger, a couple of beers, and sit there and watch the double-A Boston Red Sox team play, which I've done two or three times. But my point is that, or maybe they are single-A, I forget. But, but whatever they are, and there's... 8,000 people there or something like that. And it's fairly full all the time. And my whole point is just market yourselves as to what you are. And the people who love football are going to come out. You'll get a little audience on TV. It's not going to be giant. But that's that was the problem of the XFL, in my opinion. When they started off hot and they got like a nine rating on the first weekend, they said, oh, my God, we're we're big. We're going to be the NFL in three years. The fact is, there's no real huge appetite for spring football in the United States. There's an appetite, but it's not huge. And you got to go to Hartford. You got to go to Omaha. You got to go to cities that that basically are kind of triple A cities. You know, and go there and be realistic. That's how you market your team and create your own stars at a local level. And I'll just I'll just end that by saying, do you realize that I think it was 2011, the United Football League was formed? Okay, that was the last real attempt, I think, at a spring league or whenever. I, I think they played in the They spring. played in the fall. Yeah, that was oh, Josh Okay, McCown. they played yeah. in the fall. My mistake. Sorry. But they played. But you know who the quarterback of the Hartford team was that year? Josh McCown. Josh McCown. And so there are players out there who you are going to get to play on your team because they want to stay. They want, if scouts are looking for a quarterback, they, they want to they wanna put some plays on tape. So it's, it's doable. People just have to have realistic expectations. Here, let's wrap it up with a topic I'm sure you'll be writing about next week. If Tom Brady wins another Super Bowl, and he's already considered to be the most accomplished quarterback of all time, what would his motivation be to come back for another season other than to prove he can? That he loves football, and there's nothing else he really wants to do with his life right now. And... I say that to people sometimes and they find it hard to believe, but, but why would he keep coming back? Whatever. Well, okay. He's 41 years old. This will be what it is in 2018. He'd be 41 years old coming off at least an AFC championship game win and another Super Bowl appearance and probably coming off an MVP season. Would you retire? I wouldn't. And so, you know, I I think that no matter what happens in this game, Tom Brady is still going to say, I want to come back. And believe me, before the Patriots traded Jimmy Garoppolo, they had to have a little bit more than a nod and a wink from Tom Brady that there was no way he was going to retire at the end of this season. And look, I I did a 72-minute podcast interview with him uh, the Sunday after the Super Bowl. And believe me, 
he wants to keep playing football. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So whatever he does, I think in 2018, definitely is going to involve playing football. Peter, great information as always. Look forward to seeing you in person next week in Minnesota. Sounds great, guys. Thank you. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.